on Sky Sports Radio. Time to talk to Vince Accardi. It is on the chat with Vince Accardi. A lot of racing this weekend and dailysectionals.com.au is the website you need to head to. Good morning, Vince. Top of the morning to you, Dave. Things are hotting up already. Oh, are they what? Uh, some great racing tomorrow in Sydney and Melbourne. And let's start in Melbourne because we've got the big group one. And it's a beauty. Um, It's a a terrific race too, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of good horses coming back. And let's see if they can continue where they left off. I'm fascinated because you've got Mr. Brightside. Obviously, he's got some big fish to fry. He's the superstar, one of our superstars of the track. And then you've got this V8 who I remember doing a luncheon with Tony McAvoy before the Albury Cup. Uh, It was around this time last year. And he said to the, the audience and the crowd, he said, I've been waiting in for a, a very good horse since Haydock, and I think this is the best horse I've had since Haydock. And whilst he's only sort of, you know, raced, well, he's raced at the Group 1 level, he ran obviously second behind Grifton, the Guineas, etc. It'd be great to see him now jump into this age group. Wow, that's a big uh, opinion that he has, because that was a terrific horse. You're right, it, it is great to see this horse jumping into this level. It will be a real serious test, despite a number of these horses perhaps you know, not going to be right at their top. But even given those scenarios, there's no question, in order for V8 to be competitive, it's going to have to go to a new PB, firstly. And we're not talking about a PB to match, let's say, a horse like Brightside's best ever just to what's required to be competitive in this race. So if I could, Dave, just give a little bit of clarity here, we have the hurdle rate 2.3 lengths above the stand. In other words, you need to perform 2.3 lengths above the standard for this track and distance for this race to be competitive. Anything below that type of performance will be unlikely that you'll get on the podium. Now... What's the real requirement to win? Now, if we first look at V8, who's very lightly raced, it came back from an 84-day break at Mooney Valley, over 1,200 metres, and produced a 1.4 lengths above the benchmark standard, and it was ranked number one on the day. In other words, it was the best performance of the day. I look at the breakdown, 1.5 lengths above benchmark through the first 400 metres of that race, and when I look at its history, that's the second fastest the horse has ever gone. Now, mind you, it is very lightly raced. Between the 8 and the 400, which is one of the most critical parts of a race in terms of getting yourself in position so you can strike to try and win if you're capable, and at the same time, this can be the undoing or the making of a lot of horses. So the extension wasn't too much. It was only a couple of lengths more, but it was 3.2 lengths above the benchmark. And probably the best part was... It was able to hold that line to the finish line with a solid last 400 of 2.9 above. So what does that mean? Okay, from a class perspective, if I look at Mr. Brightside, and Pericles are probably the two critical horses here, those horses, number one, Mr. Brightside, his typical first up profile for the last three campaigns, he hasn't produced a performance less than 2.8 lengths above the stand. That's been his worst performance first up. So just on that alone, V8 needs to rise to the occasion and find a length and a half just on that 
angle. No other things. If Mr. Brightside was to perform not to his optimum, but let's say within a length of his optimum, then a horse like V8 would have to improve somewhere closer to three and a half lengths. So that's the, that's the conundrum and the challenge. It's a great race to go in and see whether you're capable. I'm not sure if V8 is ready to do that, but I obviously have tremendous respect for what you've just told me of what the stable view is because he's a terrific trainer, McAvoy, that he understands his horses better than most. So I understand all that, but the reality is tomorrow it's not a horse I can fall in love with. Okay, that's interesting. What have you fallen in love with with the Group 1 then? What, what do you think wins the all? Well, firstly... Let's look at the, the the new princess, Pride of Jenny, who's been doing unbelievable things. Maybe tomorrow isn't going to be the ideal setup, 1,400 metres, because this horse has gone like a superstar at a mile. And maybe this won't be where we see some of the things that this horse has been able to produce in its recent two or three starts. So I'll just park that a little bit to the side. But Mr. Brightside and Pericles are the two that I'm really honing in on. Number one, I I know it's no surprise. It isn't any fancy odds, but I can't ignore when you have a first-up profile as dynamic as that. And the other thing that I can't ignore is this. I'm not sure it's going to be a hot pace. And I can be 50-50 on this, because if if they set Pride of Jenny alight, then it's going to be fast, right? (laughs) But... I'm taking a position that maybe they won't first up 1,400 and our good friend Buffalo River is going to take the lead and it's going to be a bit orderly. And orderly might be a length or two lengths faster than standard. Therefore, for some of these horses that are sitting off the pace, like a Mr. Bright, so they're probably going to be travelling three, four, maybe five lengths below benchmark. You only have to look at what it did at Sandown back in February of last year. You couldn't get a slower pace than that. Seven and a half lengths below benchmark, this horse was travelling. Between the 8 and the 400, the horse went 7.1 lengths above benchmark and a 14-length mid-race squeeze. So what that means is it's a high acceleration of in excess of two seconds over 400 metres. And then most horses, when they have that type of extension, they drop off over the last three or 400 metres, especially when they're first up. And this horse went 7.4 above last 400. And the overall performance was 3.2 lengths above the standard. So I'm sitting here thinking that, okay, if you run within half a length of that, half a length of that, in other words, you don't even need to run to that number, you're still the one to beat. So I went looking. The only other runner that I'm paying huge... When I'm saying I'm paying huge respect to, just for this race, Pericles, the James Cummings horse, is magnificently set up for this race. Firstly, where it is in its conditioning. Yes, it's had a short break, 98 days. I have no doubt that it'd be carrying some of that residual into this race. And when I look at its profile, that last run at Rose Hill, Dave, was 2.6 lengths above the benchmark standard, Fourth best of the day, a sensational last 400 of 5.3 lengths above benchmark. And when I do the stress test on it with the race matrix, the race matrix was indicating that that race is probably another three quarters of a length stronger. Therefore, this is a runner that has the competitive ingredients to match some.
someone potentially like Mr. Brightside first up. Okay. So Pericles, $8.210, currently in that Caulfield uh, Group 1 uh, tomorrow. Up in Sydney, yeah. um, a very interesting race for us. It's a small field, uh, but uh, it's the Eskimo Prince Stakes. And I'm really keen personally on Celestial Legend. Um, can you give me any push there for Celestial Legend, or do you think he needs to be one we just follow for down the track? Well, <laughs> I know you're asking me the question, but can I ask you the question? Like, what is it that you gravitate, that gravitates you to this horse? Just so I understand, maybe I can un- unpack it a bit. I gravitate towards it because he's by Dundeal. He's a three-year-old colt. He's run behind Osmosis was unbelievable in that uh, on in at Rose Hill on that 23rd of August and then when I spoke as well with Les and this sometimes happens well it does happen all the time if I, I'm talking to a trainer and you can just tell when you're talking to someone that uh, and Les is a very straight shooter he just suggested yesterday that this horse is sensational the way he's improved I also love the fact that he tipped him out straight away after that King's Gambit run I yep. didn't mind the trial I just, I just think he's a really, really nice horse. Beautiful. I, I'm, I'm so grateful that you shared that with me. So that helps me to understand like where your mindset and why you're thinking through that process. Well, first thing is, I keep it simple. The requirement for this race is 0.6 above the benchmark or higher. That's the first step. And most runners can meet that criteria. Now, Celestial Legend, that last run at Rose Hill on the 7th of October over 1,200 metres, was an overall performance 1.2 lengths better than the standard. So it easily meets that criteria. It was the 15th best performance of the day, regardless of distance. And under the stress test, the race strength came out to be plus 1.3. In other words, validating the plus 1.2. So then I look at some of the critical nuances. Firstly, how fast will this race be run or not? Will there be some softening? Well, Celestial Legend, that first section at Rose Hill that day went 6.8 lengths below the standard, a terrific mid-race move going 1.7 above with a mid-race squeeze of almost nine lengths. So that's, for the people that may not totally get that, what it means is it's, it's in excess of one and a half seconds of high exertion in the mid part of the race. And then, and this is probably the one... Yeah, you didn't touch on this, but I'm going to help give you more confidence. 8.7 lengths above the benchmark last 400. Outstanding. It smashed anything that it had done in the past. I love this trainer as well, because he... Not saying other trainers don't take care of the horses, but this one's had four starts. He obviously knows when he's got something very good. And this horse, that run was the best ever 400 metre acceleration and it's classified as an elite level. The last 200 was six lengths faster than standard. So it doesn't need to do a lot and I don't believe this race is going to be run at blistering speed. I do believe this could be a sit and sprint. The other horse that possibly, besides Tom Kitten, who has a phenomenal 400 metre sprint, is NCAP. That's probably the other horse that may be able to, if they get down to a, a tough 400-metre sprint, 
that it may have to have compete against because NCAP has a seven lengths above benchmark last 400 metres and a 4.5 lengths above benchmark last 200 metres off a quicker pace. So I do see the potential that these two horses, if it's a sit and sprint, they will both most likely be on the podium. And it's just a matter of whether the class runner in the field, which is Tom Kitten, even though it's not going to be ready for this race, horses with a lot of class can do fabulous things first up, even if they're not ready. Mm, okay. All right. Well, we keep an eye. It's a great race. These good horses awesome. are back. Uh, for people wanting to jump on the website, dailysectionals.com.au, what can they do, Vince? Dave, there's a plethora of products there at the moment. The race beat profiles uh, are there already now for the early edition. You spend $22, you get all the most advantage runners, you get all the lane biases on the day, you get three-sectional mapping. And to top it all off, an, an update's automatically sent to you after scratchings in the morning should there be any changes or key horses omitted. So you have the very latest information that can be provided Great stuff. Pleasure to talk with you, Vince. Have a good day, mate, and uh, we will chat next week. Thank you.